0: Time now for episode five, where we talk summer reads and books here on the year of APing Dangerously.
1: Welcome to the year of APing Dangerously podcast. Podcast. Here's your host, Kathy Walker.
0: Thank you so much again for joining us here on the Year of APing Dangerously podcast. It's a podcast for and about aspiring future, current, present assistant principals where we get to talk about the work we do and help to inform it, as well as talk to people who can help inform us to become better building leaders. When I originally came up with the idea, or not came up with the idea, <laughs> oh yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, Kathy Walker, and I invented podcasts. No, that's not how it works. Uh, but when I was thinking about how I wanted to spend this year and and learn and grow and hopefully learn from others and doing a podcast, one of the things I wanted to know, and I'm always intrigued by my peers is what they are reading that kind of informs their practice, helps them to become better leaders, and again, helps them to aspire to that role as the principal uh, of a building. So that was a question I put to a lot of my colleagues. Okay, what are you reading or or what are your plans to read this summer? Because I'm the fool, and I know in our work from day to day, there's very little time for reading. And it's unfortunate because I really think we should make that time, even if we are blocking out a half hour in our day, just to take some time to, to read and be informed. If it's articles that we're reading that we can be able to share with colleagues, with our staff, and make one small change in the way that we do things, then th- that's important. And that really needs to be reflected in what we do and in our work. So that that was the question I posed. And it was towards the end of the school year that I was asked a few APs if they would talk to me about this. And I think they thought, oh, podcast, no. Not so much, Kathy. You're, you're on your own. And a few of them I tried to record on my um, tape recorder or my little iPhone, but people were reluctant to hear their voice. And I, I get it, people. I get it. But I'm going to get you eventually. So just just know that um, I, I'll be asking and hopefully you'll be willing to share This summer, I was fortunate enough to be a part of a couple of different uh, conferences. Um, And again, those are my favorite kind of learning experiences. One conference was actually up in Asheville and I actually got to present and that was on the topic of unconscious bias, which is another thing that I'm pretty passionate about and that'll be featured in the upcoming podcast. But while I was presenting... I also brought my equipment because I was hoping to talk to some folks and find out what they were reading because a lot of the people attending the conference were superintendents and principals already. So I wanted to kind of know and hear what they were reading. I was very fortunate uh, to have the executive vice president of a company called Framework, who was there as one of the vendors and presenters, actually uh, sat down for a few minutes and chatted with me about a book he was reading, uh, and that was um, Mr. David Taylor, and he told me about a book called Our Kids. So that's uh, one of the exciting parts of today's podcast, is that I get to share with you what is, in essence, my first uh, interview, podcast interview, even though I know we're into, what is it, the fifth installment, week five, But this was the first uh, interview that I got to do for the podcast. So, yes, the sound is not perfect. It's not the best. But I really appreciate him taking the time to talk to me a little bit about this book. It is called Our Kids. It's by Robert D. Putnam and... Again, the more we can read and learn and hear other stories, it does, it informs our practice, it makes us better leaders. So here is my interview with David Taylor.
1: So my name is David Taylor. I uh, am the Executive Vice President for Framework. And we do um, consulting work in schools for uh, to help schools get better. Oh, awesome. We do leadership coaching, virtual coaching. But I was a teacher. And um, then I worked as a district administrator. And I worked um, at DPI. What did you teach? That's an important question. <laughs> I taught computer applications. Okay. I taught um, in middle school. I taught career expirations. Okay. Okay, you're uh, to be commended because if you taught middle school, get into heaven free card. There you go. (laughs) Um, But anyway, um, and then at the high school level, I was an instructional technology specialist.
0: Okay, so you've been all over the place. Awesome. So again, for this uh, podcast, we're asking people, what are they reading this summer, or what
1: what what books are on your list, and why? This summer, um, I'm finishing up my dissertation. and so um, I will defend in um, this fall. And for my dissertation this summer, I read a book called Our Kids. And I forget the name of the author, but um, Our Kids is about... Uh, uh, um, it's stories that talks about how society changed from looking at children, groups of children. Like in the 1950s, when kids would graduate, parents would say, Those are our kids. And the community viewed children as um, a joint responsibility. And kind of like it that, takes a village takes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And how that changed over time to looking at children and saying, that's my kid. And what a difference that made in the community because we stopped being responsible for all the children mm-hmm. and started being responsible for our children. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very interesting. It follows several families that um, have different ways of raising children. And it talks about a child who, there's one family that is in abject poverty. And then it just talks about other families that are close to poverty and then families that are, you know, middle class and then wealthy. And it talks about you know, It talks a whole lot about how they discipline those children, how they raise those children. And I think it's really important for assistant principals especially to read the book, to understand um, what that really, what impacts children go through at different levels in our society. Mm -hmm. Because it sounds almost like, too, it talks a little bit about how,
0: I guess, we we kind of resegregated schools or based on
1: those social, economic issues, you know. Very much so. And you know it's um it's an interesting book you should read it um I found I found it to be one of the best reads of my whole dissertation it was the one that was most impactful for me okay I'm trying to find that author as we talk because I think that would be important mm-hmm. but we'll look it's called our kids our kids our kids mm-hmm. is it's, it's, it's fairly recent recently published and so um, anyway excellent
0: thank you so much for talking with me sure I want to thank David Taylor for taking the time to talk with me about that book, Our Kids. It's a collection of different stories and it just tells you the difference in the education system from that whole idea of the American dream and how it is in crisis and how we have these huge gaps when it comes to education and how uh, students are treated. And it's making a difference what we do as far as how we are treating kids as far as race as far as economic status and it's it's our job we we have to do better and i believe we will when i asked some of the assistant principals i know about some of the books that they were reading they didn't want to come and hear their voice because everybody hates the way their voice sounds but i but i did get some interesting interesting suggestions and interesting uh, books that I want to share with you. I know from um, Dr. Um, Angel Dalton in our district, she shared with me a book called Nothing's Impossible, and that is by Lorraine Monroe, and uh, she is the proponent of the Monroe Doctrine, her own doctrine of how she turned around some uh, pretty, uh, at-risk schools and some principles that she lives by. And she kind of tells the story and her leadership story of starting the Frederick Douglass uh, Academy and how she's changing that leadership model throughout New York City schools and her leadership role. But that book is called, once again, Nothing's Impossible. And we'll put links to some of these books. We'll be on the website, com. And hopefully in the show notes too, we can kind of give you links to these books on Amazon and they'll be on that uh, Amazon site. And I think I have a bookshelf where I am trying to throw as many books as I can on the bookshelf that some of our guests speak about on the podcast so that you can increase your library. I have spent some time this summer attending conferences and one of the books that was referred to me that I am in the middle of and I am really enjoying, when I was at a conference at the Risa in Asheville, North Carolina, I got to talk to Rick Romelli a little bit and I asked him for suggestions. And he said anything by his friend, Baruti Caffelli. And I said, Baruti Caffelli, that sounds familiar, but do I know who that is? And so I looked it up and I'm like, I sure do know who that is because I actually have one of his books. But the most current book that I'm reading is called The Aspiring Principal, 50 Critical Questions for New and Future School Leaders. And the great thing I'm finding about this book and reading it is that it's asking you to be a reflective leader, to, to imagine that you are the principal of a school and look at these questions through that lens for example, on page 38, he asked, how will I lead the effort towards building a winning team as opposed to leading a school of isolated individuals? So again, you have to kind of get in the mindset of what you would do as the principal. And you get a good example every day as an assistant principal, working with principals to see how they react and how they affect change and and lead in their building? And what are you learning from them? How would you handle those situations? Because I am sure every assistant principal out there has sat back and said, mm, I could do that better. But again, in this book, he is inviting you to assume that role and kind of get that future vision of what you would do as a leader. And I think it is, it's is—it's important to imagine yourself in those situations and to kind of run the scenarios so that you are thinking in those terms, because again, being a building leader just, doesn't just mean wearing the title. Again, you're working at it every day and it's a lot of different pieces and moving parts. And everyone says that you don't know until they hand you those keys and you're responsible. And even though I thought what was great that he does say in this book that sure, the community knows the name of the school, and that's very visible, but the end of is, the invisible part is your name because, again, the good and the bad that it happens, if you're the principal, if you're the building leader, that your name is going to be attached to it. So, again, it's just getting you in that mindset and getting you thinking And that's the one thing that we have to constantly remember is to not get too bogged down into the discipline and operations and all the other moving pieces that we don't forget that we are building leaders and as building leaders we have to be constant learners and so reading should be a part of that journey definitely we're asking kids to do this stuff and we're not willing to read and learn and grow come on now (laughs) let's get real on it so I wanted to share some of the other books on my summer reading list and one book I was lucky enough to win when I went to the uh, National uh, Principals Conference in Boston this year was a book called Hacking School Discipline, and it's part of a whole hacking series, and the subtitle is Nine Ways to Create a Culture of Empathy and Responsibility Using Restorative Justice, and this is by Nathan Maynard and Brad Weinstein. I thought this was great. This is kind of like the right now book or the right on time book that I need because I'm hoping to share some of the key points with my staff because I think a lot of uh, teachers, they want discipline, they want it swift, and they want it quick. And this whole idea of restorative justice, I think it's a little lost because again, again we're we're supposed to be teaching and some of the teaching we do it's not it's not all about the Pythagorean theorem and learning all all the right uh, dates and times in history but we we are teaching those soft skills so what is the point of okay Johnny's late for class every day Johnny's late for class. Oh, so you know what? Let's give Johnny ISS so he doesn't have to go to class. Well, wait a minute. What about peeling back the onion? Let's find out why. Come on, people. Why why doesn't Johnny want to go to class? What else is going on? And I think that's part of the push now with the whole idea of social emotional learning. But what I like uh, about the whole restorative justice is that we're not just punishing, but we're trying to make it right. We're trying to repair the damage so that when you are dealing with infractions or dealing with uh, students not following the rules or breaking the rules, uh, that there's... uh, a consequence where they kind of realize the impact. And to me, that's so important because we got to start teaching that in schools so that kids realize the impact because, hey, <laughs> these same folks are going to be out in the world with us. And again, we have to be well aware of the impact of our actions. So once again, the book is called Hacking School Discipline. And I, I, I gotta confess, I am a bad paperback reader because I like to bend, fold, I'm, I'm highlighting stuff, I'm marking stuff, and already I have lost like eight pages that have fell out because I've you know, been these paperbacks back and twisting, and tear them at them like they're magazines, and that is my bad, I'm only human. I do love my books, but again, Again, when I get really into them, I get into them. So they will be kind of marked up. And you know what is bad? And maybe you're like me. I I can be as bad as I want to highlighting what I need to highlight, putting my little markers in things. And even if I have a pencil or something that I have to, a paragraph or a sentence will stick out to me and I point it out. And I can do that if it's my book. But if I loan you my book, You can't do that in my book. You need to give my book back to me. But okay, I'm going off on a pet peeve tangent. Another book that I am excited to read, and actually, I'm kind of excited. I I haven't got a chance to read uh, this book. It's actually the second copy of the book uh, because I did get to meet the author. He was at the conference I was at in Asheville and then I saw him again in Boston. But that's uh, Joe Sanfilippo, and I am hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. But he actually uh, signed a copy for me and I I purchased an additional copy for my current uh, principal, uh, Sheila Jenkins, and I'm I think I'm just going to go ahead and buy two more copies for the other members of our leadership team so that perhaps we can do it as a as a book study. And you know what the fun, cool part is they'll probably find out about this plan right here on this podcast. But the book is called Hacking Leadership: 10 Ways Great Leaders Inspire Learning that Teachers, Students, and Parents Love. So again, this is another one in the hacking series, but how cool it would it be to have your leadership team embarking on a book study to kind of model that behavior for for our teachers, uh, for other uh, staff members that, yes, that even though we're in leadership, we are still learners and that um, we are constantly trying to improve our practice. So this is a book I have not yet started, but I am very excited to start it. And hopefully, I will be doing that with my leadership team. And that is, again, a part of the hacking series, the hacking uh, leadership series. My last book uh, that I wanted to, again, share with you on this podcast and is called Culturize. Uh, Culturize Your School. And this is by Jimmy uh, Uh, Cassis, I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly too, but the subtitles, every student, every day, whatever it takes. And just talking about that um, culture of your school and what it's built on. And again, he was one of the, the thought leaders that I had a chance to participate in one of his sessions and just the energy and the focus On relationships, which um, I'm sorry to me, it is just key. It's just key uh, to everything we do is building and building on relationships. With our staff, with our teachers, with our students, with our parents, and with our communities, so important. But this is one of uh, the reads on my list. And right now, it's not a summer read because at this point, I am back in school. Uh, We are back a little early, so it is on the fall read list. But it is nevertheless on the read list as one that I definitely want to use to inform my practice and hopefully to get to share some of the key points uh, with staff on, uh, on culture and, again, on building th- those relationships because to me that is what it's about because without that, I mean, why are we even here? Why are we doing the work that we do? And that's kind of why I'm here. It's, it's to build a relationship with you, with those of you who are aspiring to be assistant principals, with those of you who already are assistant principals, because you're doing the work and you know the work. So you are the people uh, we are reaching out to and I'd love to talk to. So by all means, I invite you to subscribe to the podcast. Visit us on the website, Year of APing dangerously all one big word that makes no sense, but it kind of does. So follow us on uh, Twitter at year of D. You can also find us on Facebook uh, year of APing dangerously, uh, dot dangerously.com is the website. We invite you to subscribe to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review or comment on iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast. There's so many different places, and we are everywhere. Well, everywhere except iHeartRadio. I don't know what they have against me. I don't know who I offended at iHeart. We have not made iHeart yet, but we will. We will soon, and we will have a big celebration and iHeart Party. But once again, we are the year of APN Dangerously. We're not just about books, buses and butts, but about the business of being the best possible AP you can be. I thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time on the year of APing Dangerously. It's not just about books, buses and butts. This is your assistant principal resource.
1: Thank you for listening. For show notes and more, visit yearofAPdangerously.com.